When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Football fans, welcome back. Hopefully you just listened to the AFC Divisional Round Preview. I'm Jeff Hartman. Joining me as always is Wesley Coleman. Today we're talking about the NFC in this podcast, the NFC Divisional Round, and we're going to do this the same way we did this with the AFC. We're starting on Saturday, and then we're going to move to Sunday. Wesley, Saturday's game is at 8.15 p.m. on Fox. The San Francisco 49ers, the number one seed, host the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. What do you think about this opening NFC matchup? Well, I think with both of these games, it'd be real easy to dismiss them and just saying, you know, who's going to win from both games. Um, but as you dig, dig a little deeper, there's, I think both games can be competitive, including this one. No, no joke. And not, not a, not a secret that I have not been a Jordan love supporter or, mm-hmm. um, and I think that he deserves that because he has not played consistently. Right. Um, you know, three weeks in a row, you know, g- good football games. But this is a, a a guy that threw for 272 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions against the Cowboys, went into Dallas on what everybody presumed was just a, a shoe-in for the Dallas Cowboys, including Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owner. I, it never crossed his mind that they could lose this game. Um, maybe they have just a, a bigger task this week. Um uh, but I'm going to refer back to the conversation we had against the Ravens of that the 49ers haven't played a football game that matters in a while. For some players like Christian McCaffrey, they needed the rest. That, that dude is their team. Um, but, you know, you, you do worry about Russ about Brock Purdy because, yeah, he is experienced and he got the NFC championship game last year. But at the same time, he's still a very young quarterback. And you have to wonder if that layoff is going to have any impact. But just like we talked about with the Texans in the AFC preview, the Packers go into this game saying, what do we have to lose? There's nothing that we lose. No one's predicting us to win. In fact, the line is San Francisco minus nine and a half in this game. Some really big spreads for the divisional round, in my opinion. And this is a game, though, that I agree with you. Jordan Love has been up and down. 
I cannot talk myself into a scenario barring injury where the Packers win this game. I, I, I think Jordan Love is what he did against Dallas. Say what you want about Dallas. It was impressive. He had a good game, and they, they really blew the doors off the Cowboys. I think the 49ers are a different beast. You agree or disagree? Well, I think that the teams, uh, Brock Purdy is primed to pull a Dak Prescott. The Cowboys were the better team, and their quarterback, who does not perform in the playoffs, did not perform. Brock Purdy had a situation just like what this playoff game is going to be, a home game that was basically a playoff game with everybody in the country was watching just a month ago. And he was 18 of 32 with four interceptions against the Ravens. Yeah. This is that same situation in his head. Prime game at home. Everybody's excited. Everybody's everybody's watching is this a game where Brock Purdy where the spotlight's too bright and it's too big for him and he's not ready for this yeah that, that, that's true I mean, like but like I said this is a, your kitchen sink game for the Packers throw everything you have at him fake punts screw it onside kick why not let's try it let's let's throw it deep chuck it deep on third and one who the hell cares no one's expecting you to win I think more I wish more coaches when they're coaching an underdog team went into a game with a little bit more reckless abandon. So many coaches are just so safe. They're so safe. They they're so worried about making that big mistake. And I get it early on. You don't want to put yourself in a hole, but at some point you have to trust your players are going to make plays. I just wonder if the Packers have enough players to make plays. I've been really impressed with their receiving core so far in this postseason. It is deep. They have young receivers. I think they're fun to watch. However, I don't know if the Packers defense can match up with what the 49ers do in that juggernaut system that they have with McCaffrey. You go Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, throwing George Kittle on occasion. That's a formidable offense. Again, I just don't see a way that the Packers win this one. Yeah, I mean, and and to be fair, when if they're firing all cylinders, they can't. Just like the Packers team could not compete with the Cowboys if they were firing all cylinders. Right. I mean, it would actually take one single person potentially Brock Purdy, um, you know, having a bad game um, and giving them possessions. And, and to be fair, you know, I mean, Dak Prescott threw for 400 yards. He threw two pick sixes. You don't win games when you throw two pick sixes. And, and to be fair, the, the Cowboys got in a situation where they threw the ball 60 times. Um, pretty crazy to go back and look, um, even though, you know, Jordan Love's numbers looked good this last week and all, he only threw 21 passes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you put that guy in that situation, yeah, he's going to be successful. I don't think the Packers have a route to winning this game with Jordan Love only throwing 21 passes. It's going to have to be, honestly, as good as some of his games have been, again, it would have to be the best game of his career uh, while Brock Purdy also struggled, I believe. The only way that they win with Jordan Love throwing only 21 passes if it's a duplicate of their wildcard game against Dallas where the, the takeaways equate in points. That's it. And like, like we don't talk about the Chiefs defense enough, I still think the 49ers defense doesn't get really the credit that it deserves. They're a really good defense, and if they can't run the ball, if the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Jones can't get going, it is going to be tough sledding. Because when you have if, if Jordan Love, who on occasion was running for his life against Dallas, made some tremendous throws uh, out of the pocket, off rhythm, off his back foot sometimes, that's not always going to work, and you're not always going to be able to escape that pressure. We'll see if this comes down to it, but I see the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. You agree or disagree? 
Yeah, I think it's a. I think this is a huge spread. Um, I'm not sure of the the 49ers consistently have scored this amount of points this year. They've they've had a great explosive offense, but haven't necessarily gone crazy with the the, the scoring. Um, I think that this. I think that the Packers could cover the spread, but yeah, just asking uh, young Jordan Love to kind of overcome so many deficiencies that the the, the Packers have um, on his own is is probably a lot to ask. The rushing the ball is going to be the, the right. key. This has backdoor cover to me written all over it. You know, that that last second, the, the fourth quarter, late fourth quarter field goal, that doesn't mean anything. It makes it close. Get inside 10 points, yep. boom, backdoor cover, I'll take it. But no, I don't think the Packers have a chance to win. So let's talk about the other game. This is the early game, 3 p.m. kickoff, Eastern time on NBC on Sunday. The Buccaneers, the NFC South representative, your boys in the NFC South, they actually get a win beating the Philadelphia Eagles in the wild card round and the lions beating the Rams. Great game with Matthew Stafford, 24, 23, the lions host the Buccaneers. And again, it's going to take a lot from Baker Mayfield. Just like we said, it's going to take a lot from Jordan love, but Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game through for three touchdowns over 300 yards. He's had a roller coaster season. Do you think he's capable of outdueling Jared Goff in the dome at Ford field? Because we know the Lions can score points. Can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep pace? That's the question. You know the Bucs better than most. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they they can, and here's why. They're the one team taking your advice on throwing all caution to the wind. We're, we're lucky to be here. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down throwing bombs. Yes. Um, and we're going to go down swinging. Um, and Baker has been throwing the ball downfield to Mike Evans and throwing the ball downfield to Godwin um, and Trey Palmer. Um they have been, and I think that he's going to be willing to take risks that Jared Goff isn't going to take risks. Um, and I also think where the Buccaneers played a home game last week against a Eagles team that nobody was really behind anymore. Mm-hmm. The Lions potentially kind of had a big letdown after their, kind of what was their big revenge Super Bowl against Matt Stafford and the Rams last week. And I'm not sure if they're going to be as hyped. And I'm by hyped, I mean just like as hyper-focused on how this game is going to go. And they're not going to be um, – not as many people are going to be predicting them to get upset. Last week, a lot of people thought the Rams were going in there to beat them. Um, right. I know on TV coverage, all five guys guessing the games all picked the Rams to win. Um so I think this could be a little bit of a letdown game for the Lions while the Buccaneers are throwing haymakers and throwing bombs downfield. This game could be pretty interesting. How do you if think they it's connect, go? What's your... If, if Tampa Bay connects on some of these big plays, you brought up a really good point about that. If he brings up, if, if Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, he has the weapons. You said that, you know, will Jared Goff be as aggressive as Baker Mayfield? Well, you know who will be no matter what is Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell will be aggressive. He's not going to shy away. He's not going to change that mentality. But sometimes I wonder about Jared Goff. I've never been a Jared Goff believer. I've said that on multiple podcasts. I feel like when the moment gets big, he gets small. And that's a problem for a quarterback. So if Dan Campbell dials up, hey, it's fourth and four from our own 35, we're going for it, and Jared Goff clams up and doesn't pull the trigger. That can be the difference in this game. If there's an upset special of the week for me, it's this one right here. 
it's the Buccaneers going into Detroit and potentially winning this game. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of reasons, uh, whether it's the letdown or whether it's, I mean, Baker Mayfield is playing for, I mean, he was playing the season for his career, yeah, and now he is paying playing for a lot of money. I mean, there's the difference between uh, a franchise tag or a Geno Smith type contract. He wins this game; it doesn't matter what happens in the NFC Championship. He's getting a big contract and Somewhere. getting brought back yeah. here with some guaranteed money. Um, and again, Baker threw for 337 yards, um, three touchdowns, and no interceptions last week. Like he's got that game in him. And uh, it it could get be pretty interesting. I think again, I think this is an upset special for me, um, to where I think the Lions have kind of become that darling team of because Dan Campbell's hard not to like. I don't care who you right. are, like yeah, it, it's hard to hate that guy. Um, and you want that guy to be the coach on your team and be firing your guys up and firing up your crowd, but he's gonna have some work to do to make sure his team is doesn't overlook the Bucks. The, the line is weird for me. They, they have Very Detroit weird. minus six and a half. That, that tells me the sports book is trying to move money towards the Tampa Bay. Maybe it's because Tampa Bay doesn't have as large of a, of a fan base and Detroit's probably pumping a lot of money that way and they're trying to even things out. I don't know. I would take the Buccaneers getting six and a half, though. I actually, in, for this week in the AFC and NFC, I take the underdog getting the points in every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're all like that. It's a, It's an interesting week for me. Um, the, the way it falls, I actually, I'm, I'd be really tempted to take the Bucks money line too. So I'm definitely taking the six and a half. Um, this is this is almost like a kind of a toss up game for me with um, just the right amount of that craziness that the Bucks are going to try um, that has been working for them. And then we just had some craziness a few weeks ago in Dallas that didn't work for the for the right. for the Lions. Um, so it's going to depend. I think some seriously a going forward on fourth or a fake field goal or an offside, um, an, an onside kick or a, a fake punt, something like that could definitely be the difference in this game, whether it's successful or not could be the, the difference it makes it makes here and what could be a really close competitive game. Sometimes in these games where I have no rooting interest whatsoever, it's an NFC game, an AFC, AFC guy. I will look at, okay, what would be the best NFC matchup? So the NFC championship. And so let's assume that the 49ers win their game on Saturday. I'm probably going to be pulling for the Lions because I think they have a better chance of beating the 49ers than the Buccaneers do. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think the Buccaneers have a great chance of winning this game, like you just said. So what are your thoughts on the potential NFC championship game matchups? Man, can you imagine if the Buccaneers are hosting the Packers at home? For the oh NFC Championship, God. can't think about that. <laughs> I mean, uh, it would be a, the least watched NFC Championship game ever. Oh, that would be um, bad. And I don't see that. I mean, it's a uh, um, this is really set up for the 49ers to walk into the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. It has been for a while. Um, I'm not sure if any of these three teams can really compete with them. Again, if the Lions are there, at least they have some of the players and you're uh, you're counting on some craziness from Dan Campbell. I think that whoever plays them is going to have to pull out a trick play or a scoring yeah. defensive scoring kind of um, play to to compete um, with them for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, the favorites are hard to not favor and they've got big spreads. Absolutely. So we'll see how this works out in the NFC divisional round. We'll be back next week to talk the championship games, which we'll just do that in one show. 
But uh, Wesley, tell everyone where they can find your Saints coverage as well as where they can find you on Twitter. Um, you can find me on uh, the Saints coverage at, at the Dome Patrol podcast. It's at Dome Patrol PCAST on Twitter X. And my personal Twitter is at Wesley 13 Really excited about next week of the championship games. And then, uh, Jeff, are we announcing that we're going to predict the Pro Bowl um, winner as well? And, and on, that, on that, or are we, is that going to be its own oh. episode? Or are we going to include it with the championship games? Yeah, well, to be to be determined. <laughs> Where can we find you, Jeff? You can find my Steelers coverage at the Steel Curtain Network. That's everywhere you look. Just search Steel Curtain Network. You'll find us YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. And you can find me on Twitter at jhartmanhart. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Wesley, another week in the books. Man, next week we'll be talking championship games. Have a good one. Take it easy. 